Hi everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Journey from Dude to Dad. I'm Kyle Mickle, and my dad is the host. His name is Mike, and he is far from being a dude. He's been a dad for 21 years. He has me to thank for that. He's joined by his friend Kevin Walker, who is also pretty far removed from dudeness. After all, he's so old he went to college with my mom. Anyway, they definitely know about dad stuff, and they will have plenty of dudes joining them. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Journey from Dude to Dad podcast. It's Kevin Walker, Mike Mickles with me, as always. Good to see you again in your office. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, you know, we're doing our best to social distance, aren't we? We're about, what, six feet apart, maybe? I think we are. Give or yeah. take. I, I mean, you know are. how that is. It's fall, and it's, you know, we haven't had an episode in a while, and we thought, it's Friday, we have nothing better to do, let's record an episode. Why don't we? Why don't we just chat? Exactly. Uh, Bring the mics over, let's exactly. chat. Exactly. You know, there should be plenty to talk about, because yeah. 2020, what a year. Yeah, is yeah. That's probably the way you want to say it. I mean, <laughs> what we'd like to say, you probably would have to beep it, probably. But it's exactly, yeah. The censors would come after us. But well, we do have a special guest today, and many of you have probably seen him on television, on what happens to be my favorite television station in the Quad Cities. <laughs> Wonder what that is. That would be Local Four WHBF TV. I'm so glad you asked. Kevin. Mine too. You know, a close second there, too, is Fox 18, and he yeah. happens to appear on both. He is the weekend sports guy. His name is Dustin Nolan, and he had to get out of bed early to be here by 2 o'clock this afternoon. I remember those days when I used to work nights on radio, and it would be like, hey, let me turn my phone off, too, by the way. You think after like a you 50, take that you think you by like 50 episodes, I would know to turn my phone off at the beginning of an episode, but hey, that's all right. <laughs> Where, I was going to say, yeah, I used to work nights. I remember what it was like to be able to get out of bed at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's nice. That was also before children. Yeah, but for a while when we had Caitlin, I still worked until midnight, and we just shifted. I just knew that I was going to get up, and then I would go back to bed after she would go to daycare, and my wife would go to school, and or, or go to school, go to, go to work. I would be like, mm-hmm. back to bed for me. I can remember Kyle was a night owl, and I can remember Karen meeting me at the door at like 11 o'clock when I got off at 10.30. She didn't say, hello, welcome home. Mm. She simply pushed him toward me. I took our baby, and she turned around and went straight to bed. So, Dustin, are you scared yet? A little bit. Um, you know, having to be in here with you, so. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You should be. That's called intimidation. That's no, it's, 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 it's great to be here. This is, uh, this is awesome. I, I love the, the stuff you guys are doing, the Dudes for Dad thing. It's uh, really cool showing guys, you know, what to do, what to expect. You know, it's something that, you know, as I know you and I have talked about uh, quite a few times, Mike, is a lot of guys don't know what to do or expect during this whole situation, especially if it's your first one. You know, and each one's different. That's what I found. You become a, a little more comfortable, I think, with the birth of each one. But yeah, I mean, we found that all three of, you know, the personalities of ours are all three different. And I, as I sit here, and I'm thinking about the fact that you are going to be uh, Ooh boy. <laughs> you're becoming a dad here in the next several months. And our baby just turned 18. Yesterday was Matt's 18th mm-hmm. birthday. Mm-hmm. Kyle's coming up on 23. Kate's coming up on 21. I, father time, stop. This is enough. I, I know. Caitlin turned 20 about two weeks ago, and I'm like, what? It's just time does. We talk about this almost every episode. Time goes so fast. And so you know I've got a six-year-old. I got, I got remarried, got divorced, got remarried. So I have a 20-year-old, and then I have a six-year-old. And it's like I'm learning things for the first time. Like I don't remember the, half of the stuff that happens now. I'm like... Did this happen? I, would, I sometimes will even call my ex-wife and be like, did we ever do this with Caitlin? Did this happen? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't remember that. Oh yeah, yeah whatever. Do you do you ever find yourself saying that some some because of the new times, the times that we're in now, than what how it was you know back then when they were little? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I I've one thing that I find is I just have less energy this time around than I did. I'm not interested. Amen. I'm gonna let you run. I'm gonna let yeah. you go. Yeah. I'm not gonna chase you. Yeah. It's like a dog. I'm just gonna let you run around the yard. That's fine. <laughs> whatever you want to do. Exactly. No so problem. So what is what does that what does that say if I have no energy now? Well, it means you're in trouble. Yeah, big trouble. <laughs> I mean, big trouble. Yeah. You're going to need a nanny. That's what that says. <laughs> <It's just> <laughs> Better start looking now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And uh, the best advice is once the children are grown, don't get a puppy. Puppies are adorable. Yeah. yeah. Love me some Boomer. Oh, Boomer likes to play at 5 o'clock in the morning. We know who runs that house. <laughs> Boomer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ah. I was telling, telling somebody the other day, I said, you know, I'm just going to have to learn to live with it because if it ever came down to me or Boomer, I know which one. Yeah, you'd be, be gone. The door yeah, too. you'd yep. be gone. Yep. I'd be rooming with Dustin. <laughs> uh, you could be the I nanny. Think it, I think I'm going to pass. He could be the nanny. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that child would be brilliant uh-huh. and well mannered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course, absolutely. So, uh, what's the biggest thing on your mind right now as you prepare? You know, that's a good question. Um, I think I've Most gone. Most of mine are. <laughs> uh, calm down there. Um, I think uh, I think the biggest thing is I. I mean, we planned this, but um, I haven't had any expectations to this whole thing. So I'm just taking it day by day. I don't know really what to expect. So you know, I've I've asked you about advice and and that stuff, uh, um, Mike, about you know what to expect and kind of things. But uh, um, I mean, obviously there are things that you're a little scared. You know, how how am I going to react to certain things? But going through, I guess, the pregnancy thing is, is um, you know, we just met with the doctor uh, about a week ago. We don't know what it is yet. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl. Um, so I think it's, you know, just what do I need to do to be there for Jenna or, you know, be there for, for her during this time? Obviously, I can't do a whole lot, so be supportive. But uh, um, I'm just trying to take it day by day. So um, other than, you know, just new things always popping up, I don't, I don't really know if I have so many, too many questions. It's just, you know, it's just... Taking it by day by day. So you said we don't know if it's going to be a boy or a girl yet. Does yep. that mean that you plan on finding out before the birth? Yeah, yeah. I think I think we will. I think we're going to try to find out and just you know be able to kind of plan. You know, the room. You say we meaning you want to, but you're not sure she'll let you at this point. That's not, that almost was an answer like I'd uh-huh. like to, but I don't have the final. I'm sure she'll see it. By the way. final say. You know, I think as any guy goes, is uh, they think they rule the um, household, but uh, you never do. You always. Uh, well, it's always the woman telling us what Karen to do. made it very clear that it was her womb, her rules, and she did not want to find out. Now, with the second one, we did, but we mm-hmm. had a specific reason for doing that. But, yeah, with well, we weren't supposed to with Kyle. She she told me, no, we're not, we're not going to find out. I want this to be a surprise. The time she was working up in labor and delivery postpartum, and they took the sneak-a-peek uh, just to hear the heartbeat and stuff, and at a very early phase in the uh, the pregnancy, they blurted out, oh my gosh, you're having a boy. And all Karen can say is, no, no, I'm not supposed to know that. I was 750 miles away visiting my mother in Oklahoma when my wife found out the sex of our first child after telling me we wouldn't. So How'd that conversation go? Hey, by the way, hmm. I found she, something out today. Yeah, hey, honey, um... I don't think you're going to be very happy about this. <laughs> Love it when a conversation starts that way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then so she goes into the hills. So we had a little bit of downtime, and they decided to do the sneak a peek. And uh, before I could tell them, she said, I really didn't think that we'd even know with this stage of the pregnancy. And before I could say anything, they blurted out the yeah. sex of our child. And I went, they did not. She said, yeah, they did. What are we having? And I said, I said, what are we having? And she said, you're having a boy. And at that point, your world just stops. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, you know, then you start thinking about what's he going to look like? Who's he going to look like? How's he going to act? All that kind of stuff. And so um, then I couldn't wait to get back. And then the next numerous months seemed like they they took forever because I couldn't wait to meet him at that point. So, Do you think that changes head? Had Cal been a girl, would that would that anticipation or any of those thoughts been any different, or no. was it? No, because we found out with Kate as well. Uh, Karen's dad was battling cancer, and we mm-hmm. knew that it wasn't good, and so we wanted him to know. Um, and when he he was one of the first ones to hold Kyle, and he took one look at Kyle and went, "I said, so Grandpa, what do you think?" And he said, "Oh, I think the Mickles won out on this one," um, and <laughs> and so then we wanted him to know that. Uh, you know, that he was having another granddaughter as well. And so we found out with that one. And then she was absolutely, she was adamant that we were not going to find out with a third because we had our boy, we had our girl. Matt was considered the bonus baby, and I did not find out until he arrived. Tiebreaker. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And look at him now. He's got more hair than all of us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he's the one, I'm telling you, Grandpa Killy was up there in heaven pulling some strings because you look at that child and he's got, he looks just like his grandpa. We, Karen went out yesterday and pulled one of her dad's senior pictures and, you know, kind of held it from the forehead down because David Killy clearly didn't have that mane that Matt has. <laughs> but it was amazing how much he looks like his grandpa. I mean, those are the kind of memories that that you really don't forget. There are some things like when I talk about, well, I don't remember how this happened when my older daughter was, was that age, but there are other things that you'll just never forget the day they're born, the day they come home, the first time they walk, the first time they do this or that. It's amazing what you remember and what you don't remember. It's like the day to day mundane or non mundane things about fatherhood. I don't remember from the first one. But the very specific, like, where was I standing when I found out she was going to be a girl? Where were I? I still remember, you know, leaving Genesis and triple checking to make sure that she was actually strapped into the car seat, even though we both knew she was strapped into the car seat. It's like, it's it's kind of funny what you remember and what you don't. Absolutely. Well, because the rest of the time you're in this haze, mm-hmm. it's like this fog. Yeah. That, and I think that's part of it too, because of the sleep deprivation. But yeah, you're right. Those moments that that only come around once that change your life. So you guys are going to find out, have you have you talked about number two, number three, number four, do you want 12? How many you know, she, you says, she says she wants four. I say I want no more than two. And then I think uh, her mom says after she has the first one, she's she won't want four. She'll want, you know, one or two after that. So we'll see how it, uh, how it all comes out. But uh, I, would, I wouldn't mind having two, so that would be kind of cool. Karen and I had the same, but we were in reverse. I wanted my four. And I really thought once I convinced her to have the third, oh, the four will be a shoe in. Nope. No, nope. you were done. That womb was closed for business. Ah. And she said she's done. And then after raising Matt, that You're glad. probably wasn't a horrible mm-hmm. decision. I know we would have loved the fourth. I just don't know if I would have been coherent enough to raise them. Because he has, that young man has a lot of energy. 
a lot. He does. So very much. So talked about names yet? We did. We did talk about talk about names. Um, if it's boy, you know, I wanted. Uh, um, I'm from South, so I wanted a good Southern name. So uh, mm-hmm. I think Mike. we're going to go. So you were going with Mike? <laughs> go with Mike. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we're going to pass on that one. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I, we're going to go with John Parker. So uh, you know, there's a lot of things you can do with that. You can be JP. You can be Parker. You can be John. You can, you know. Well, Change it up every day if you want to. Yeah, from the <laughs> south, from the south, that could all be one name. It could. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a middle name. That's true. John Parker. John. <laughs> yeah, let's put it all together. And John Parker a, Ryan, you get right over here. And if it's a girl, uh, we're gonna go with Harper. Harper. There you go. So, Harper Valley PTA. That's also a southern. <laughs> That's a very southern thing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Also. Something from the seventies. <laughs> so, so when you guys went through it, uh, um, did your guys better half uh, let you uh, pick the boy name and then they pick the girl, or did you guys just kind of agree on? <laughs> well, it's okay. <laughs> First time around, no, it was a very consensus thing. Um, we just happened to agree. Uh, second time around, my wife's name is Katie. My name's Kevin. Older daughter, Caitlin, with a K. So. When the second baby came around, it was decided that it had to be a K name. If it had been a boy, it would have been Kinnick. We're huge Hawkeye fans. So now our dog's name is Kinnick because I didn't get it, get the son. So when Camden was born, it just, we, it, it was hard to find another, he was either Kennedy or Camden. And uh, Camden mostly spell with a C, but not in our house because we were like, well, let's spell it with a K, make our own rules. Sure. So yeah, it, that, it was more of a consensus each time for me. I was kind of surprised. She did let me, if he, if Camden had been a boy, she was totally okay with me naming him Kinnick, which, you know, had that happened, that'd have been great. But I I think I went along with Camden. I, I wouldn't have picked it myself, but I didn't, It was, there was not like a lot of objection over it. So I, I guess we were kind of in unison. She wore me down. I, <laughs> you know. I had all these names. I had I had all these names, and she was. I liked Carter. I you know I liked. There were many of them, and uh, she. It just so happened that all of them were presidents, and my wife doesn't like politics, and she said we are not naming our child after. So you were thinking Gerald. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ford. Exactly. Just, Ford's the first name, and so she. I said Noah. She said, nope. Reminds me of a, an older man in a robe hurting animals. Nope. Not going to do it. I thought she was going to say an old boyfriend. I was like, that would have been really bad. <laughs> Mood killer. Yep. Uh, Hello. So that's it. Yeah. So anyway, she uh, she finally said, I kind of like Kyle. And I said, why? And she said, because it has a lot of the same letters in my last name. Killy. True. Yeah. I said, well, we're not naming him Killy. I can tell you that. <laughs> That sounds, like a, mickle. that sounds like a surgical <laughs> instrument. It's like a Nurse, hand me the killy mickle. I just, <laughs> that's not going to happen. So that's how we got Kyle, and then we took my middle name, Robert, with that one. And then we couldn't, we had a horrible time deciding. And then when we found out that we were having a daughter, then we went to the hospital with two names. Uh, we went with uh, Caitlin and Jillian. But I always like to, I don't know. She says mess things up. I just like to make things just a little different. <laughs> but I was saying, why don't we do Jillian with a G? And she was not really feeling that one. The minute we saw Kate, when Kate was first born, we thought, oh, my gosh, she and Kyle look so much alike. Turns out most newborns look a lot alike. True, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. we said, oh, Kyle and Kate just sounds cute together. So we ended up with Caitlin. And then with Matt, we were like... I, 
we couldn't we could not agree on a name and karen has a cousin who has a son named matt i i have a nephew named matt mickle and we made ourselves feel better by saying this one's matthew it's not just matt my nephew is ah. bailey mickle Thanks. and then we gave uh we gave matt uh his grandpa Achilles uh first name for a middle name so he's matthew david so I think that's another reason she didn't want to have a fourth because just choosing the name was exhausting. It, yeah. It wore us out. Well, and sometimes even doing the middle name is exhausting because, mm-hmm. you know, Camden's middle name is my mother-in-law's maiden name, Murphy. That I'm like, okay, that was something that was almost more important to my wife than the than her given name. I was like, all right, I, I don't have any dog in this hunt in the middle name. I don't care because right. I know I'm whatever it is, I'm going to yell at her when she's six and use that middle name anyway. I don't care what mm-hmm. it is. I'm going to yell at her. So yeah, it didn't, it really didn't bother me that she wanted to do that. But I don't know how common that is that people use like a family name, like you're talking about with for the middle name. It must be more common than I think it is. That's actually what we're going to do. Um, Jenna's dad passed away and we're going to use his uh, name for the boy's uh, middle name and then uh, for the girl. Uh, my grandmother passed away, so we're going to use her first name as the middle name. So, kind of try to honor some, uh, you know, people that we lost. So that's great. Um, all of our uh, relatives who have passed had very unique names, and so we just we couldn't. We weren't sure that Lottie was going to fit in this day <laughs> and age, or you know, there were some others, but even like Caitlin, Caitlin Elizabeth. I have a sister named Elizabeth. Karen has a very close cousin named Elizabeth. So. That's her middle name. But Caitlin, we even did it with two N's because Karen's middle name is Lynn. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, we tweaked everything. But If it works, it works, right? And then there's Boomer. And then there's Boomer. Yep. And I and then there's Kinnick. I mean, this dog is it's six he's six months old and he's 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 really kicking my ass, let's be honest. I mean he really is. The dog needs to go to out. Leave that one. Yeah. He goes out all the time. He chews everything i have repainted baseboards in my new house i have he actually yesterday got into a uh, i there was a photo a canvas photo that 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 my wife bought me for father's day like three years ago it's got pictures of the girls and i hadn't hung it yet in the bedroom in the new house and it's sitting next to the dresser and somehow yesterday he knocked it over and chewed the side of it and chewed all the canvas up i was not very happy because i knew my wife would be like i've told you you shouldn't leave that there he's gonna eat it well, yep, you were right. Yep. Yep. As usual, you were correct. May, uh, Matt doesn't think that he needs to put his shoes away. <laughs> so his $70 pair of bands or whatever yep. they were, yep, they became a chew toy. Yep. And then Matt was mad at the dog. I said, I... Yeah, see, I made that mistake. I was a little mad. I'm like... And then I thought about it. I'm like, this this, this dog, he's just doing what he does. He, it's like can't, I can't can be, the, yeah. can't be mad at a dog. Can't be mad at the dog. dog. I mean, exactly. you can try exactly. to train the dog, but you can't be mad at the dog. It's like you know. Well, all right. We, Boomer comes running down the stairs, and Karen and I are looking at him, and he's got something. You can tell that whatever he's carrying, he's first of all very proud of it. Sure. And because the tail's wagging as he runs past us, mm. and it's perfectly aligned across his mouth. Turns out Kyle had left his sunglasses, and Boomer was able to pick the sunglasses up by the sides, the earpieces, and so he's running with the front of the sunglasses right in front of him. He was really proud. This morning, I caught him chewing gum. He, he found a package of gum okay. and was chewing gum. There you go. So, Probably with the wrapper included. Uh, oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. Bit right into the box, too. It was the extra 
Yeah. See the fun that you're going to look forward to? All the things yeah. that you'll... Those those toddlers, they do the same thing as the puppies. Yeah. That's why we're telling you yeah. this. Yeah, the whole baby-proofing thing is going to be fun, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, haven't even, I haven't even thought about any of that stuff. you got to so. get through the birth first. Then you, I mean, worry about the baby-proofing. Although they tell you you should have the baby-proofing before you come home. I think they may have a head start on that because I know Dustin. And I'm sure that Jenna has done her best to dustin-proof the house. <laughs> so I'm guessing that it'll go right Some of that's already done proofing. Yeah. yeah, you got to make things as simple as possible for me. So, Yep. Are you guys like polar opposite when it comes to like one's real organized and one's not? One's like super anal retentive about getting things. This my wife and I are so polar opposite. I think about certain things. We are, um, you know, obviously she's definitely clean. Like make sure nothing's on the floor, all that kind of stuff. And I'm kind of like, well, you know, it's midnight. I'm just getting off. I'm gonna throw this over here on the floor. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of me. But uh, other things like you know, being on time. I'm definitely the person that's on time. She's like really? always running late. Really? So yeah. Wasn't he here like 20 minutes late today? Something he like that. He had to that? go to he said he had to go to Starbucks. I was yeah. in that line for 20 minutes, and everybody out today. It's a Friday. And Did you notice they were though? Take you know a Sunday he, drive. He sat on the line for 20 minutes, but I did not see that you got a text saying would you guys like some starbucks nope that's true like that, that. that is that is that is very poor hospitality i i, I do i do <laughs> and he's a southern guy of all that i mean yeah i mean we, i mean I a guess, true southern yeah well, guess, no we don't we, we don't need to drink out of your cup yeah, no that's yeah. that, no so we don't no. need to do that <laughs> no this is all about dustin phase it's let me just say it in southern terms this is all about dustin phase it's fixing to be gone as soon as mm. you have a baby yeah, you know that's also something I'm worried about. You know, uh, you know the 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 things you do on your normal day routines. Um, you know, you you try to get a workout in, or you try to go for a run, or you try to do some of that. Well, the running part, I, I probably need to pick up. But uh, you know, just kind of going on the everyday, uh, you know, routine that you normally do now. That you're like, you know, how am I going to get all this in when? You're watching over a baby, so I think I think that part I'm a little scared about too. Not not trying to sound too selfish, but <laughs> no, I think and I think you know there's a happy medium there too. Your world's going to change, and your world is going to revolve around that little one. At the same time, some of the videos that we're you know we're producing and and some of the things that we're working on is trying to remind these new dads that they're it's okay to still have some dude in them, you know, to be competitive, to continue to do. Uh, do some of the things that you love and and to find some time for you too. Jenna needs to find some time for her as well, you know. You can't lose your own identity in the middle of all this. And it's easy to do because you're so enamored by that new little human that, you know, you've been entrusted with. So I I think that you should find ways to do that. I mean, your life will change dramatically, but that doesn't mean that you won't figure out the new normal of here's my gym time or here's my my personal time or my sports center time or whatever it happens to be you'll still find time for that but it's amazing to me that baby at first is so completely helpless like camden now is sick so she would prefer to be completely independent even though she still is fairly helpless but at that initial stage it is just amazing they are literally completely dependent on you it's so amazing. And that in and I mean, some dads we talked to, it terrifies them. It never terrified me. It just partly to me, it was like I was in awe of it. It was like the responsibility part of it, you know, to me was like, wow, so many things to screw up on a daily basis. It's yeah. You know, well, and I can remember when Kyle was he was just beginning to set up. Uh, and so I had put him he was sitting up on our sofa in our first house and I went in to get some tea in the kitchen, and I heard this thud and then him crying. And he had leaned forward, which he had never done before when we propped him up, 
and fell. Uh, and I, I wanted to call DHS on myself. <laughs> I felt horrible. And I was talking to a, a friend of mine that was uh, over one of the local nonprofits, and I was on the board. And we were talking. About, I said, I don't even know if I can come in for this meeting. I am, I am beside myself. I cannot believe that I let that happen to my child. And she said, Oh, Mike, that's really nothing. Mm-hmm. She said the other day on my way to work, I put the baby in the car seat and buckled the baby in. What I didn't do was buckle in the car seat. So when I turn the corner, the car seat starts rolling. Well, thank you for making me feel a little bit better about my ineptitude. That's, You'll get there, too. Yeah, You'll find. We've all been there. I accidentally dropped Caitlin once. I thought I had her strapped into the into the stroll or the carrier, and I picked her up at daycare, and she promptly fell right out onto the hardwood floor, bloody lip, took her to the doctor. The doctor laughed at me. He's like, she's fine. Just stop dropping her out of the car seat. She's fine. It just you're not right now. But it was yeah, it was terrifying. And I mean, it was all I could do to call my wife and say, "Hey, um, I just dropped the baby out of the car seat on the hardwood floor at daycare." But she's completely fine. But it's you. You'll do all kinds of stuff like that, and in the moment, you'll be like, "Oh my god, what did I just do?" So what you're telling me is babies are more durable than uh, absolutely they are. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't, more durable than the parent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially at our age. Yeah, uh, to, to don't Speak test for yourself. that theory. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't see how hard they can bounce or how far yeah, they. Yeah, really. You're on a couch, maybe, but not on the hardwood floor. Yeah, exactly. So you, uh, uh, college jock, played football in college. So Try tough, to. Guy, tough guy. Um, I'm guessing blood probably doesn't bother you. Not so much, but uh, then again, I don't know how I react in that situation. Define how much yeah. blood, you know. Yeah. I think I think I want to be more at the supportive end, holding the hand, and you know, are we talking about the birthing process? The one or? side you what get a much that? different angle. Oh, okay. Depends which side you're on. If you're holding hand up, you know, closer to mom's head, a little bit different angle well, you're than fine. if you're I'll, first time. I doctor, you want to cut the cord? Sure, cut the cord and promptly drop the scissors into the garbage. And he laughed. He goes, "We'll bill you for those." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, great." They Thank had to. You. We knew the OBGYN, and he was asking me, "Nope, I think I'm good. Get over here and cut the cord." Nope, I think I'm good. You ne- you want you'll be glad that you did this. You need to cut the cord. I'm pretty sure I'm paying you to do this. I don't want to do it. <laughs> he made me come over and cut the cord, and then I it was kind of cool. So when it was Caitlin that arrived, I said, "Okay, mm-hmm. I want to cut the cord." I was yeah. standing in line to do that, and then with Matt, I asked if I could help deliver him. And all I could remember is Karen going, "Oh dear Lord, please don't break down the bed at the end. I'm afraid he'll <laughs> drop the baby." <sighs> Matt didn't wait for me. Nope, now you'll find He's like, that Let's shocking. Go. Yeah, <laughs> like an oily sea otter on a slip and slide. He was here, man. He was- there's a there's vision a for you. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go tell Jenna that. You're like, hey, I, here's what I think it's going to be like. <laughs> here's my vision how this is going to go down. She's like, where'd you hear this from? Yeah, really. She's like, Mike. Well, I'm going to be like, Mike. And know. she's like, I expect that. Yep. <laughs> Mike is never going to be around our baby. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, she's like, you're not allowed to take it to local four. <laughs> yeah, no. You can't do this. Yeah, he did the, each birth uh, experience was just different. I mean, it, Yeah, that's true. It is. I mean, in, in its own way. I mean, whether there's complications or whether it's fast, whether yeah. labor is on for 24 hours, it is. Uh, that was the other thing. Like, it, you can really sit in a hospital for a long time and wait for a baby to be born. Mm-hmm. Time goes real slow when you're waiting. It's on their time, right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And everything will be from that point on, really. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. You know, when people have said it to me, and now as I sit here talking about 
the soon-to-be birth of your baby, I'm looking at my three up there in the, huh, in the frame, and I'm going, you know, somebody told me the years, uh, the days are going to seem long, but the years are going to fly by. And there was just that realization yesterday when we're celebrating Matt's 18th birthday. I'm like, are you kidding me? Wasn't it just yesterday that we took him to meet the firefighters because he was two and he loved fire trucks and got his picture taken? I, You know, it... It just, it seems like it has truly flown. But the older they get, the older you get, too. Nope, that's not true. <laughs> I can see the two of you got a really good relationship here in the newsroom. Yeah, you got to go back and forth. You know, while we're on the air, I should probably point out that we're probably going to have a weekend sports opening very soon. Sure. So there you go. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, been, I've, been try, I've been trying to get out of this place for a while now. <laughs> and then Mike, uh-huh. Mike is just not, he hasn't gone for it. I guess I'm just going to have to up my game. Must, well, if yeah. you noticed how long it took him to get in here, you can only imagine how long it takes him to try to find to his get way out. out. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's all right, though. So it's what, kind of a maze around here. So. What made you, were you always, I want to be a sports guy, or was it, I want to be in TV, and you ended up in sports? Actually, this was this was really never my dream to do. I, uh, um, <laughs> as I say this in front of my look on Mike's face. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to, I'll get to the... TVjobs.com. <laughs> I'm going to post it, man. I'll get to that in a minute. I always, I mean, as every kid growing up, you always, um, for most kids, I would say, want to be a, a professional athlete. You know, you grow up, you want to be, uh, for me, I wanted to be in the NFL, and then uh, when I went into college, I wanted to be a coach and special education teacher. I wanted to, you know, um, obviously help uh, kids out there on the field and, you know, achieve the best they can and then, you know, help kids that uh, that may need that extra help in school to, you know, help them achieve their, you know, academic goals and everything with special education. And then um, – I would say halfway through college, someone started pointing me to look towards the direction of, you know, doing sports and doing broadcasting. And then you know, I had a couple people say, hey, you might be good at this. So I tried it and, you know, I kind of kept doing it more and kind of fell in love with it. And then, you know, getting a chance to tell people's stories, especially here in the Quad Cities, it's, it's unbelievable how many, like, amazing people we have here, not just athletics uh, and kids doing amazing things on the field, but just what people do in this community and how this – this is a rare community. People here in the Quad Cities really – care about each other and they help each other out and it's and to be part of that and tell their stories and then all and then you know have fun have some fun along the way get a get a joke with uh some people on air and off the air and just work with some really good people it's uh you know it's just great so um that's that's kind of how this whole you know me doing this kind of um came about he he really bailed himself That's out of a that pretty one, good recovery he? from, oh, yeah, I ended up in TV, but, yeah. I mean, you know. This really isn't what I wanted to do. No. But, yeah. <laughs> Certainly not here. This is definitely this is definitely <laughs> becoming a passion, though. Like, I mean, it didn't start out that way, but it definitely has become a passion. And, uh, you know, every day you do it, you get more invested. You get more invested in the community, not only in your own career, but in the community that you're part of. Because we live here. Every, every All three of us here live in this community or, you know, around the Quad mm-hmm. Cities. And, 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 and when you can give back as much as uh, – the Quad Cities gives to us, you know, um, it's 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 nice and it's it's cool to be able to touch uh, touch people's lives and tell good stories. And if you know if you can if you can tell a story on a you know to make somebody smile or something like that, just to brighten somebody's day. Obviously, you know, news is a little different. You have a little more hard news, but sports wise, if you can touch uh, somebody and make somebody smile, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's definitely worth it. And you can brighten someone's day. It's uh, definitely worth it. 
Well, I can certainly vouch for how incredible this community is because I had no plans on staying here either. And then, you know, now we've raised our three kids here. This is home for us. And it it has been one of the most caring, inviting communities that I have ever been a part of. So uh, it is a very special place to raise a family. We're going to grill him some more here in just a moment, but we should probably take a break. You are listening to The Journey from Dude to Dad. We'll be right back. The latest episode of QC Family Focus magazine is online. It's an all-digital version this month. Find us on Facebook at QC Family Focus or online at QCFamilyFocus.com to grab the latest issue of QC Family Focus magazine. And now back to our episode. Welcome back to the journey from dude to dad as we explore fatherhood. And sometimes other things as well. I'm Kevin Walker with Mike Mickle. You just never know what we're going to explore. Nope. Really no, don't. We and, don't. No, we, we don't. don't. We really don't. We, we can pretend we do. It's random streams of consciousness at times. Absolutely. Us. And we have a guest today who's a, a father-to-be. Speaking, yeah. Speaking of random, father-to-be. Now, you guys work together. Introduce him. Tell, tell me something about him that he might not tell me. That... that not not embarrassing, but just tell me something about him that, oh, that he man. might not... Sh- well, you can make you know it embarrassing what? if you want. <laughs> just say what you want, Mike. Say what yeah, you want. Right. He is our weekend sports anchor here at Local 4. And, you know, either credit me with it or blame me for it, but I'm the one that hired him to come here. And, uh, you know, there are some days I don't regret it. Some days. I don't regret it. That's a, that's about a half thumbs up from Mike Mickle, I think. that's You're, you're probably all right then. You know, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, t- exactly. I'll take what I can get. Exactly. So tell me, because you, you've been in, in TB for a long time. When you hire someone, what do you see in a guy like him that you're like, I want to have that guy on my team? Uh, you know, it, it depends on the position that you're trying to fill. Yeah. You know, I, I like the fact that, you know, when you're talking about sports, he understands it. He's mm-hmm. played it. Um, he looks the part, and I think that's great. You know, like it or not, sometimes you're part casting director when it comes to this. Obviously, you want to have somebody that is qualified, uh, who knows what they're talking about, who has the education for it. But also, it also helps if you know if he's talking about football that he looks like maybe he's picked up one before. And I sure. think that's I think that's been a big thing. The other thing that I found too is when I'm you know looking for people, and, and I've had really good luck luck with this. Not just when I'm hiring somebody in a sports position, but sometimes when you find people that have been like a multi-sport athlete, mm-hmm. to me that automatically says, okay, they know what it means to be part of a team. They know what it means to fulfill a commitment. Um, and and it's worked out well. I mean, I see that they usually have a really strong work ethic when they come here. Um, so it just really varies on the position. Uh, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't hire him to do the weather. It's a lot of math and science. I think I'll have to pass on that. Yeah, <laughs> you said quali- qualified. That, Numbers that would not be qualified. Well, and he'd have to spell meteorology, and that's another challenge. Okay, so all, before we started, he said, "I said, is there anything we we shouldn't talk about?" And he said, "Don't ask him to spell anything." <laughs> is that one of your strengths? Well, obviously, here we go. Uh, yeah, you know, spelling, you know, it, it is what it is. Words be hard sometimes. Isn't that why we have phones, smartphones? Exactly. I mean, Every, everything's got spell check, right? That's right. Google, how do you spell meteorologist? I mean, how hard is that? Sometimes you got to ask it how to say it, too. Well, that's probably true. In a southern twang. Yeah, how do you ask your phone how to say a word? Because aren't you saying the word when you- 
you know when i first came up here like uh coming to the north is i had such a strong southern accent it wasn't even funny the north yeah up here above the mason dixon line <laughs> above the mason dixon line uh, most Us people could, most people could not understand the way i talked i literally they were just like hey say something i'm like what do you want me to say i'm like they're like i don't know just, speak. just say anything yeah we just yeah. want to hear you talk i was like all right <laughs> I do understand what he's saying, though, because I remember That's true. coming well, up here it's got a lot with a southern accent as well from southern Oklahoma. Do you feel like he, now living here for as many years as you have, do, you no longer have that Oklahoma accent? I don't notice that in you. I, I do notice a little bit of that, but, but I can understand. It's gone. I think yeah. it I still say I think it yeah. there are times that, you know, if I'm really tired or if I'm angry, uh, it will come back out. You know, Y'all. Like the, as we're talking about the kids. Kyle Robert, let me tell you one thing. <laughs> you know, when you start to grit the teeth, it just the southern accent just comes back. But that's interesting. Uh, yeah, southern yeah, charm, so to speak. Gone. Yeah. And some days I like that, and some days I kind of just want to go back to it. You know, makes sense. Makes I sense. I try not to be on TV every day. I do my occasional documentary. I do this podcast, and then I just sit behind the scenes and tell people what to do in front of the camera. That's you know, right. That's what I want to do now. I've been there, done that. Yeah. So now he's doing it. Try to anyway. That's yeah. that's a big word. Try to. Um, he 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 does. You know, obviously, we have a pretty tight relationship, and so I give him a lot of grief. But he has a tremendous work ethic, and he really means it when he talks about telling people stories. He he has a real knack for that. He has a passion for it. And he does a good job of when people watch one of his stories they walk away and they really do feel good about the interview and that's that's a talent it really is yeah yeah no absolutely is there a, a local sport that you like to cover the most um i would have to say football i mean that's that's my first love when it comes to sports uh basketball is always fun um and it's it's fast paced some of the sports covering wise shooting wise it's a little slower baseball obviously is a little slower game mm-hmm. to, uh, to cover but i would say baseball is probably one of the more challenging sports to cover um it's you know just how you have to shoot it and everything, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I would definitely say football and uh, basketball because you know you got the big home runs, you got big hits. Um, basketball, you got slam dunks, all that. Home runs are always you know are fun as well. And then soccer's soccer's really cool. It might be a slower paced game to like cover, but once somebody hits a goal, it's it's pretty cool. Everybody goes crazy. So, so when baby when baby arrives, if baby's a boy, I think with uh, John Parker is that right? Yeah, John Parker. So, we we want to talk to you about that. Okay, we well, think Michael Kevin might be better. Sure, that makes, <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. You know, I'll, Kevin I'll, I'll take that. I mean, I'll take that whatever. up with. Uh, I'll take, take that it up with your woman. Yeah, yeah I'll take, take that up with Jenna. And yeah, she take might it up with mom because that uh, in the end uh, your decision might really not matter. <laughs> does, <laughs> it, does it really matter ever? Probably not. No, <laughs> no. You'll learn. Ask that. her to let it simmer for a little bit. Don't make a decision right away. Yeah, really. She's gonna tell me I'm not allowed to talk to Mike anymore. And she's like, I know he's your boss, but he can send emails. But don't actually talk. You are not allowed to be alone with him anymore. Communicate with because. Uh, he's a bad influence. You know, I've I've had more important employees say that. That just <laughs> <laughs> if HR heard the two down. you you guys talk, they'd be like, "What's wrong with those guys?" No, they get along fine. Exactly. Trust me, they're fine. No problem. So uh, yeah. if it you know if baby turns out to be a boy, mm-hmm. probably a little more inclined. And uh, because I that was my dream of I wanted a son. I have two daughters, and I love them both. Each time though, I was like. Boy, or oh, you're beautiful, baby girl. That's it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And n- neither one of them really likes sports. I love sports. Um, are you already like? I hope I hope he or she likes football. Or is it going to be more like I'll just I'll let them discover whatever? Or are you ready already to throw the football with the two year old and hope you don't give them a shiner on the forehead? 
Yeah, <laughs> give him a shout out on the floor. Catch. I love that. that that's a, that's a great saying. That, that's um, worse than dropping them out of the car seat. <laughs> right. yeah, really. but, we did, but we did talk to uh, talk about you know before the break about how durable babies are. So I think we should be good yeah. there. But uh, again, I d- don't test that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't take our words for it. Dads listening at home, do not. No, no, no. Um, you know, I as I, as I've said, um, I'm going through this without a whole lot of expectations. But I think you know it's it's human nature to have some kind of expectations what you want to do. Um, I would I would love if I have a son that they they want to play sports and but um and and be good at it. I, I think every every parent wants their kid to be good at it. But uh, I'm also going to be one that if they don't like it, then I'm not going to push them to keep doing it. I, I wouldn't mind them trying it just mm-hmm. to see if they like it. Uh, but then again, if this is just something they don't want to do and they want to I don't know they want to be in choir or they want to I don't know be in band or anything. I am uh, I, I'm 100. percent I all all I care about. Honestly, is is just a happy and healthy child like growing up uh, throughout the uh, throughout their life. I mean, I think that's the anything any any father could ask for. Good answer or, or mom. Not trying to be political. Not tr- if you know me, I'm not trying to be political. No, but that's a, it's a good point <laughs> no. because if it turns out to be a girl and she likes show choir and dance, trust me, I know it'll be okay. And you'll have fun going to show choir, and you'll have fun going watching baton twirling. You'll have fun doing whatever it happens to be because it might become your new favorite thing, right? Yeah, there. I mean, I, I mean, my sister-in-law owns a dance studio. My daughter dances. I mean, my whole the whole family is in dance, and I've appreciated things that I would have never thought I would have enjoyed. Um, Maybe my daughter becomes a bowler, or she plays basketball or softball, but. I learned a long time ago that if I didn't have a son, I could still have a kid interested in sports. It just maybe wouldn't be football or it wouldn't be, you know, a high contact sport. It might be With Camden. It may end up being football. It could be. She might be. Yeah, That's pretty tough. That's well, there, there's a couple. Uh, there's a couple on Moline's uh, football team right now. They they play. North Scotts had a girl on their yep. football team. So I mean, it seems like you know, um, girls are starting to get more and more into the boys' sports. Well, I mean, for football anyway. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's just I, I just want I just want them to be happy and and enjoy what they're doing. And I'm here to support them in any way I possibly can. Obviously, you know. I'm, I'm not perfect. We're all human, so you know we can't. We're not going to be perfect, no matter how hard we try. But you know, if we can just be there and be supportive, I, that's that's what I want more than anything. Matt's trying to make that decision now. I mean, he's had a couple of D twos and some D threes looking mm-hmm. at him for football. We'll see what happens with basketball as well. But um, I was actually alone with him the other day and said, "So, what are you thinking?" He said, "I don't know, Dad." He said, "Part of me says it would be kind of cool to go play football at least for a few years." And uh, he said, I would, you know, get some scholarship money and that would pay off part of my. Um, Buy my some new staff. shoes since the dog ate them, you know. Exactly. Those things aren't cheap. Um, and he said, so there's that. But he said, part of me just thinks it would just be really cool to just go to the University of Iowa and mm-hmm. soak up what it means to be a Hawkeye. And I said, well, there's no wrong answer. Now, selfishly speaking, I'd love it if you decide to play football for a few more years because that gives me two more years to go watch you. But this isn't about me. It's about you, and I want you to do what you feel is mm-hmm. right. You need to be happy. So we'll see what he does. We've got a few more months, but whew, 
You know, the one thing I would say about, um, obviously, you know, like you said, it's his choice. Um, The one thing I would say is if someone does have a chance, and and their passion is getting to a chance to play football, is after it's done, you you can never do it again. You can always go do a pickup basketball game somewhere, or you can go do, um, you know, play, even play baseball somewhere with a couple of kids. But to really have football again like it was in high school or college, you can never get it back. I mean, it's just something you can't, you just can't replicate unless you, you know, join a team somewhere. So it's, it's, it's hard to get that back if you ever leave it. A league at the Y with all the 45-year-olds. <laughs> hey, boys, I'm here. Two plays and everybody's out I mean, of I'm breath. not saying that's happened to me or anything, but <laughs> it has. 45-year-olds? Well, I didn't say it was this year. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if I walked in, they'd say, watch it, don't hit the old guy with a ball. You might hurt him. Again, just like when the kids, too, try not to hit him in the middle of the head with the, with the ball. <laughs> it all comes shiner, full circle. Shiner. Exactly. Ah. Yeah, it's cyclical. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem... You, we have a lot of guests on that, that the, mm. the, the guy really does seem legitimately nervous about being a dad. You seem pretty centered about this. You don't seem to be like secretly terrified about this. You know, I come to I come to work here every day, so that takes my nerves away about everything else. I mean, he could be a comedian, too. <laughs> No, not, for real though, not if he wants to eat. I, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I never used to want to have kids either. Like growing up, even college, I, I mean, I was probably what you know, sophomore, junior in college, and I was like, I'm never gonna have kids. I'm, you know, want to have he the bachelor was 26 life. at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to have a bachelor life, and then uh, you know, you know, the right woman comes in your life, and then uh, you know, you start talking about kids, and now, um, now that we're having one, I can imagine not having one, and and it's not even here yet, and then we still got, I think we're we're like ten weeks into it, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's just it's really exciting, and I'm I'm so excited. I'm I'm a little nervous about you know, obviously what's going to happen when it's here you know am i am i going to be a good dad or not but uh you know but for the most part i i am pretty excited and not not really nervous like i said i'm going into this with no expectations so in the best way possible of saying that (laughs) i think and you may remain calm throughout the entire thing i would think as you start to count down the days to that's true too you know once you get to that last month and you're like oh we're 30 days yeah. and counting. It oh, does get a little more real the closer yeah, you get. At that point, yeah. And I, I think that's probably a big part of it. I mean, obviously, I know it's happening, but uh, but it, obviously, we have quite a bit of ways to go. Um, mm-hmm. We have several months to go, and, and obviously, I'm really busy here, so it kind of helps take some of uh, the nervousness and, and kind of take my mind away from it when I'm here, too, because, you know, obviously, when I'm here, it's like go, 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 and you're always against the deadline to get stuff in. So I think that that definitely helps a little bit to help calm my nerves on the whole situation. It becomes more real, too, when you can feel the baby move. Baby move. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You talk about those things that you never forget. Yeah. Karen was mm-hmm. laying on the sofa, and she's like, oh, put your hand right here. And so I could feel the baby moving. Yep. I, could, I could feel Kyle moving at the time. And then I decided it would be kind of fun to pick up a remote. <laughs> And put the remote on her belly, and then Kyle was kicking, and the remote was bouncing, and I thought it was really funny. And she went, "I hope you two are having fun, but this isn't really comfortable for me." Take the remote, okay? That's funny. You know, we we did have a, I did kind of have a real moment. Um, We went and you know we went seeing the doctor, and you know you got the heartbeat, you can hear the heartbeat. She was like, "I don't know if you guys are going to be able to hear it or not, but uh, we can try something else if you don't." And we hit it all all right away, and uh, I was sitting there, I was like. Oh my God, this is happening! And the general looks over at me. And she's like, "Are you crying?" I'm like, "No, you're crying." No, 
you're crying. <laughs> I'm not crying. What are you talking crying. about? <laughs> and like legitimately, like it was just your heart swells up. You hear the heartbeat, and you're yeah. like, oh my god, this yep. is yep. Welcome real. to fatherhood. This is, yep. This is, yeah, this is gonna be amazing. And it's exciting. I, I think it's gonna be an exciting road to go down. And obviously, it's not over once the baby's here. It's it just, it's just it's beginning. Like just beginning. If you yeah. think that's the last time you're gonna cry over something oh, like that, oh, you're no. sorely mistaken. That first day of preschool. That first day uh-huh. of kindergarten. Yep. When I and Kate was, I honestly think at a young age, Kate was the most independent one that we had. So, my little girl skipping down the sidewalk in front of me to go to preschool and just as happy as clam about it, she walks in and she says, "Hi, my name is Kate Mickle, and I just want you to know I'm not going to miss my parents at all while I'm in here." There you go. Independent. Yeah, uh, that's that's amazing in every which way. And she's always been that way. I mean, she's just very independent. You know, now talking about her, I'm missing her. But lucky for me, she's coming home to see her brother play football tonight. So uh, she'll yep. be with us for the weekend. Uh, and that nice. you'll find that, I mean, that's uh, way a long time down for you. But I, I took Caitlin back to the Amtrak uh, in Princeton today. She's going back to Chicago. She was with us for just like three days. Hardly saw her because she wants to visit a few friends and hanging with her sister. And But just to have them in the house for yep. a couple of days. I, I can hear you downstairs doing your Zoom thing for your class, but I'm like, I just know you're going to eat dinner with us. I might get eight minutes of conversation either before you go to bed. Right. I'll give you have to give you twenty bucks because you're broke, you know. <laughs> yep. Or whatever, uh, and you and know. You don't mind. You just you don't mind. You don't mind. No, it's different. It is a different situation. It annoyed me when she was in high school mm-hmm. that I had to constantly give her money, and I'm like, now I'm like, do you need any money? Because my dad used to. Now I know why my dad did that. He always would say, you need twenty. Because when I was in high school, like in 1850, that was a lot of money, you know, which yeah. which, pre-da- which post-dated your college oh, experience. Yeah, that was, yeah, I paid for my college with 50 bucks. <laughs> I mean, uh, they, was, they, every, everything was all in one building, too, right? Like, you didn't have to, like, walk anywhere. It was all yeah, in one no, building. It was all, yeah, one In black and white. Yeah, yeah black and white. Black and white. Uh-huh. Exactly. So I, I got a question. Jerks. This is this is something I hear, and you hear it all the time. Like you know, the kids go through a phase of you know they always want you around, always want you around, and then after that certain phase, it's like you know, um, mom, dad, you guys can go wherever. I just yeah, wanna... it's called the terrible twos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It happens more than once actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The teen years, it becomes that, and uh, and then they come back. You know, I mean, our kids were rarely around uh, their high school years. I mean, they were busy with their sports they were busy with their friends they were doing other things we just we rarely had them in the house it seemed like and now they want to be around us now they want to hang out now kyle will text me and say hey dad do you have to work late tonight nope why just wondering if you want to grab dinner now of course i pay for dinner but i still <laughs> you know it still is one of those things where uh, he wants to do it and i think that's great yeah, they, it, when they when they want because they they need you forever. Then they want to be with you. Then they don't want to be with you. And then later they need you and want you all over again. It's kind of yep. funny how that need thing is cyclical. Yep, it's amazing how they want to talk to you about things that are going on in their world, and that's uh, really cool. So I guess, young man, all I can say is enjoy the journey. It will be the most fascinating and rewarding one that you will ever take. Absolutely. I would agree with that. Let's do, okay, we're going to wrap this up here, but let's just because he already asked one question, let's do something called Ask Kevin and Mike Any Dumb Question About Fatherhood. We've never done this before. Oh, where, right. Let's just, so if you do have any burning what questions that in theory you really don't want to ask because you're like, this is really a dumb question, but if, because we'll probably give you a dumb answer, but is there any other questions that you're like, I really would like to know, but I don't want to ask someone who is going to laugh at me because. We won't laugh. We'll just pretend that we know what we're talking about. Speak for yourself. Well, I may laugh a little. 
Well, I don't have any questions, but I can play along with the game. So what's a, <laughs> so what's a, what's the grossest thing you've that's, ever had to deal with? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's that's probably where we should have prepped him before we started this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the grossest thing uh, to me, oh, I have it one. was always the diap- the really poopy diaper. It was never the vomit or the throw up or when they would cut themselves. It was always the smell of the diaper that bothered me the most. That was disgusting for me as well. But I do have to say, when I the moment moment that I really knew I'm a dad we were in the airport and um, it, it was TWA back when TWA was still around and so we were in the airport and uh, I could see that Kyle was turning like a shade of green and I could tell something was about to happen and just out of instinct I dove toward him and put my hands out and caught his vomit in my hands and I just stood there for a moment and just stared at them and in, in, in the middle of the airport like now what do I do? And that was, yeah, that's one of those moments that's always stayed with that, me. That, like, my wife, the vomit makes her, like, want to vomit. And I don't, it doesn't bother <laughs> me. I like, let me clean it up. But those diapers, I would be like, that made me want to, th- it's, it's weird. Like, some things never bother me, but man, those diapers. That one got, that got you, huh? Yeah. Yeah, bad. All right, let's go with one more question here. Okay, so what's the most heartwarming. you've done. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. What, what about the most heartwarming, um. A thing that's happened with with your kids. Let's end it on a good note. How about that? Wow, you want to host the next episode? Yeah, I'm gonna go on vacation. That's a that's a tough one. Heartwarming. That's almost. You know, you and I can do it, but uh, if I have to. Wow, he's cutting you out of this. Hold on, I'll get a contract to you. Don't worry. (laughs) Exactly. There. I mean, when you you say heartwarming, yeah, really, yeah, exactly. Um, Wow. I'm not sure I could pinpoint. There are, like when, it, like the day I got remarried, my older daughter was ten at the time. The night before I got remarried, we went out to dinner together. After the rehearsal dinner, we like actually went and got some ice cream and like you know a second dinner, just kind of hung out and just like hanging out with her that night and having her talk about how excited she was for me to get remarried and how much she loved Katie and it that was pretty special. Um, but really, I mean, there are a lot of days like, I mean, there's so many things and you'll find that there, there are, or maybe it was then having worked in radio, I still have the memory of the time I took my kid to Des Moines and she met Taylor Swift because she still talks about that. I thought it was cool, but she thought it was like life changing because to her it was because Taylor Swift is one of those few artists that actually will take some time. And we spent like 10 minutes talking to her backstage. Wow, that's so crazy. my daughter still talks about that at 20 and at 20, she doesn't really want to even pretend the dad was ever even remotely cool or helpful or anything. So, yeah, I mean, to me, to, to me, those are a couple that that are really stand out. With Camden, they're just she still wants to snuggle me. Dad, will you? Can I sleep in your bed tonight? Will you snuggle me? Yeah, um, sure. The kids, all three, liked to watch their Sesame Street mm-hmm. videos, and they always wanted to come climb in my lap and snuggle with me. And nine times out of ten, they would fall asleep while watching the Sesame Street video. And there was, those were just those moments. And then when they got older, on a much more somber note, when their grandma died, when my mother passed away, they knew how difficult that was for me. And them flanking me, as you know, we were going into the funeral to make sure Dad was okay. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, it's a cool thing because you know that you're always going to love them. But when they grow into those types of adults that you just really like as well and you respect, you're like, okay. We didn't blow this. We did okay. Hmm? Oh. No, that's true. When you like, when you become to, they're you appreciate them and love them for who they are, not just because they're your kid. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We have to wrap this up, or it's going to become a mini series. 
You're out anyway. Don't worry. Episode two, you won't even be here. All right, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> Start my own podcast. <sighs> Great. <laughs> it's called Dads Who Can't Even Remember Being a Dude. <laughs> Dads Who Used to Have a Different Podcast. Exactly. That's a Nolan. <laughs> Thanks for trading barbs with me. Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, I appreciate you guys letting me come on and uh, talk about this stuff. Uh, obviously, it's important to all of us now, so... Yeah, we'll do it again as it gets closer to time. Do we have to? Uh, oh, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk to Jenna first to get some dirt to. on you, but yeah. Yeah, really. Well, there's plenty there. You're going to have to oh, have I'm a big sure. shovel. Yeah. <laughs> Where can they find us online, Mike? I don't know. Where can they find us? <laughs> it's journeytodad.com, journeytodad.com. And, you know, you can always look for a link at qcfamilyfocus.com as well. And there you have it, another installment of The Journey from Dude to Dad. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out The Journey from Dude to Dad on Facebook or Journey to Dad on Instagram. And last but not least, check out our video blog at journeytodad.com.